basically, it's just going to be me sitting here for like an hour. The odd time, maybe I'll have a guest on if it's on something that, you know, the guests want to be part of or I got a buddy or something like that. I have a list of different games that I want to dedicate episodes to. So the Golden Cast isn't just going to be... I hope we see the video game cover look like in your top games you've played in Wii 3. You probably won't because I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> um, I could probably quickly grab some. Actually, let's do that now. You know what? Let's let's uh, let's just do that now, quick. While we're chilling here, we're talking. Gosh, dang it, woman! All right. So, as I said before, now that we are actually into this, it only took 26 minutes to get started. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start with my top 2023, or my top non-2023 games that came out this year. So basically, all of the games that I played this year, that did not come out this year, that I really loved and enjoyed. Uh, then we're going to do my games of the year. And then we're going to do honorable mentions. Then we're going to do wish lists. Now, my... Top non-2023 games and my games of the year all have pictures. Everything else does not. So, which there isn't many honorable mentions, honestly. I think there's actually one I'm going to take off the list. It does not deserve to be honorable mentioned. No! I wasn't a huge fan of you, so get out of here. Alrighty! Let's go to the book. Also, you guys can't... No, neither. Okay. So you guys can't hear my hockey game, can you? Let us kick it off! I'm going to start my top non-2023 games. So, is wishlist games you have you don't have but want? No. These are games that I wanted to play but have not gotten to. Every single game on this, well, that's a lie. Hang on. Let me... Um, Dio, Dio, Dio. Okay, I'm just going to tell you this right now. Share, there's 11 games on wish list, and four of them I do not own. But the other ones I do own, I just haven't had time or gotten around to playing them for some reason. <clears throat> they were only going to buy for your birthday. Nope. I mean, there is three, or like I said, there's four games that I don't own. So, but no. All right, so this first game on my top non-2023 games i almost did not want to add to my list so let's talk about it right away share you were not around in the channel this time consider yourself thankful my first game i mean you have a job you can't expect to get every game that is true yeah i can't expect to get every game which sucks because i want to except like a lot of these games are like 100 hour jrpgs and stuff so but anyways first game on my top non-2020 20 my non 2023 games of the year as it's off camera there it is xenoblade chronicles 2 okay um for those who remember so carrick and anyone who is lurking i quote unquote was almost basically forced to stream this game by someone and it kind of ruined my way of the game like, the fact that I had to stream this game while also having a disclaimer saying please do not make any uncomfortable or weird comments kind of shows you how messed up some of the people in this community can be. This game, among the fans, 
you're part of either two sides. You're either the side that love the game for the story, which I actually went back and replayed it. Freaking love this game for the story. It's why it made my list because it actually has a really good story, really good characters, really good character development. Or you're on the other side who literally just only plays Chronicles 2 because of Pyra and will not play any other game because it doesn't have the character model that is Pyra, which I'm just going to say this right now. <clears throat> Canonically, Pyra is 16. So, that was kind of unfortunate. And it tainted my view of this game. And honestly, if that event did not occur, after I replayed this game my free time and loved it, I probably would have ranked this higher. Honestly. Like, I would have. It was. It's a phenomenal game. I love Xenoblade Chronicles series. I love, like, the Chronicles series. It was honestly my favorite game series of all time now. Um, as you're gonna learn from this list, but yeah, I just I love the game, the story, all of it was really good. Um, I haven't played the expansion yet. There's the Great Torna expansion. I might play that this year, and then they'll probably make my top non 2024 list because I'm gonna play it this year. Um, the only thing, like the biggest complaint I do have about this game, though, that battle mechanics can frick right off. Can just absolutely piss off it's the worst that it just feels so like sluggish and slow compared to other games in the series it just yeah it sucked um anyways number three for my top 20 for my top non-2023 games it's gonna be small for some reason i can't make it any bigger i wish i could xenoblade chronicles 1 future connected this is the expansion that came with the definitive edition the switch version of xenoblade chronicles so xenoblade chronicles 1 originally came out in the wii and the switch expansion or the definitive edition came with an expansion came with about a 10 hour expansion future connected which technically i'm counting it as its own standalone thing um Future Connected tells the story of Shulk and Melia as they kind of go to look for materials to kind of help rebuild the colony after the events of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. So that's kind of what it does. And it turns out you guys go to where Melia used to live, the High Antia City, and it's under attack. And you meet some pe some people there, some characters there, and everyone in the game. It's, it's a really just cute little charming kind of like, yeah, 10-hour expansion. It, it, it's really cute. Um... My favorite character, and you can look him up, his name is Tylan. I think it's T-I-L-A-N, or T-Y-L-A-N, Tylan or Tylan. He's just, I don't know why, he just, he's awesome. But he is, like, he's such a side character. Like, he is important to the story, but it's very, very rare that he's actually there. But he's just, he's just awesome. He's like a little, like, 10-year-old kid who's just, yeah, he wants, I don't know, something about him. Speaking on the topic of Xenoblade Chronicles 1, though, my second favorite non-2023 game is Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Finally got around to playing the Xenoblade Chronicles series, as you can tell, as this literally could just be my Xenoblade Chronicles ranking list. Um, I freaking I love the first one. I love it. Like, I originally watched Chugga Conroy's Let's Play on it, which made me want to play the game for myself and experience it in my own way. Because there's multiple ways you can experience these games. And I finally got around to doing it. Finally got around to playing it on the Switch. I did play the Switch version. Um, because I got the Switch version for like... I think it was 40 bucks, And the Wii version goes for roughly 150 to 
So I got the Switch version. I got the Switch version for all of them because the other ones came out on the Switch. But yeah, no, it's just super amazing story. Really good characters. It has um, one thing that I get mocked for a lot. It is a European company that makes his makes these games Monolith Soft. So yes, they are British voice actors, and you can hear it a lot of times in their voices. Um, but just so many, so many memorable moments. And I just realized now I didn't mention it for Chronicles Two, but like one of my favorite quotes from Chronicles Two is the one Captain dude. <laughs> his his quote, he just goes, "You're done." It's amazing. I don't know why. It's just super, super amazing to me. Anyways, number one. My number one top non-2023 game of the year. I mean, sticking with the trend, as you guys all know. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Holy crap. The best... I'm going to die on this hill. The best video game ever released up to this date is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Everything from the world development, the story, the characters... The anything can happen sort of moments. This game really builds on the idea of relationship. How many how many Xenoblades are there? There's technically four, three main series ones. Um, then there's X, which is kind of a spinoff, and then Future Connected, the one I just talked about, uh, is a expansion. So that's kind of a DLC for one. And then this is yeah three. I finally played it last year. Honestly, one of the best. My favorite games. Um, ever like this this one had like the greatest this had one of like the best relationship builds ever and it's Noah and Mio is like the top ones and then the next one I would have to say is Uni and Tyon but there's so many the thing about the Xenoblade games is you can play them in any way you want you don't have to play them in order but if you play the first one then the second one then the third one you actually understand the stories more so there's tiny story elements that connects all the games together, but they're not all connected. It's wild, but it's just what happens. It's just, that's just the way it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, so that's it. That is my top non-2023 uh, games of the year. Games I absolutely loved. It did not come out in 2023. And honestly, I'm going to be making, we're going to dedicate a whole like LP. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> all right what's your question but you know we're gonna do um i i want to dedicate whole golden cast episodes to each of these games so then like there'll be a like hour-long episodes where i sit down and talk about these games and i'll have some guests and more like enthusiasts there <clears throat> which is better xenoblade or zelda storyline wise oh xenoblade 100 if this is coming from a diehard zelda fan i love the story for xenoblade because Zelda is kind of steering more away from the main story, and Xenoblade is like story focused. So yeah, no, the the Zelda games, they're okay, they're good, but honestly, I would have to say Zelda or um, Xenoblade is better for story wise. Like, it is yeah, amazing. All right, moving on to the top ten games of the year. For Steven. <laughs> so, kicking off the list at number 10 is an open world racing game. It's the Crew Motorfest. Just straight up. The Crew Motorfest. 
They tried to do the Forza Horizon method of this is a festival-themed racing game. They nailed it out of the park. They did it way better than they did in 2. Uh, in 2, was this released in 2023? Yes. Every game now, share every game I'm talking about, these are all my games that came out this year in 2023. This released like September. And it was just, oh man. This game, it took what people love the most about racing games and put it all together into like the perfect racing game this game has some cool stuff to it too like there's some cars that are exclusive to the crew too like you have to play the crew too buy the car in the crew too and then you can go back to motorfest and unlock the, the car in motorfest like it's it inter it intertwined the crew too uh as well it just made for phenomenal a phenomenal experience like way better than what um honestly forza horizon 5 has not been all that great this literally was like we will show you how a real festival race is done progression wise it's great everything about it is awesome like the car selection is really good so many different varieties and all that fun stuff moving on to number nine it, can i just say i'm canadian and that explains it it's nhl 24 they actually made a decent NHL game. NHL 23 was okay, but, like, the developers literally said, they're like, we heard your guys' cries. We heard NHL 23 was not the best, and you thought it was crap. So we literally took everything, everything for you guys. The, the developer literally said, we listened to the fans, and we went, okay, here's what the fans don't like. Take that out of the game. And they added in more stuff. And it's... They got rid of loot boxes. They've added more of a battle pass system and a store for uh, online mode. Hockey Ultimate Team is way better, way nicer. It actually got me to play it. Like, I never really played that mode. Franchise mode is so much better and nicer. Way easier to control. I really love it. They added in the ability to literally customize the color of your gloves, your helmet, your skates. Like, anything can be customized in terms of color and all that other stuff. And they're just, they're slowly going back to making the NHL games fun. Unlike the FIFA games and the Madden games where they kind of just copy and paste and upload it again, they actually take time to use this, like use, make the game more fun and enjoyable. And they use a completely different engine now for this. They use, I believe, the Frostbite engine now. So the game is actually way nicer, way easier. <clears throat> EA had to make one good sports simulation game. Yeah, and it's NHL, the one nobody gives a crap about. And it's the NHL one because they actually take their time with it. To the point that there were some players and people who actually had to go to a location in, I believe it was Vancouver where they, where they filmed or where they made the game. Was this the game you made your dream team? Yes. That is it, yeah. But, so this is the game that, like, they had players go out and actually have to put on, like, motion capture suits and made them play a mini hockey game just to capture all of the skaters to make sure they could get any angle they could. Like, they actually take their time with these games. Despite the fact they come out every year, they still do really, really good with these games, the NHL games. Next up, moving away from NHL, back to more story-based stuff. Something that was a little weird for most people who probably know me. This is going to seem really weird. It's Fragment Note Plus After Stories. This is a romance visual novel. Yes, a visual novel. Like two or three years ago, I got into visual novels. For some weird reason, I only read romance ones. Probably because of who I am. Everybody knows me at this point. Um, I mean, heck, I have my own fiance's picture on my freaking stream usually. 
but this game takes place after the events of Fragment Note Plus One. Did you stream this? I've never streamed Fragment Note Plus. No, I thought about it, but no. Um, Fragment Note Plus One was on my list last year for Game of the Year, which I think I do still have that VOD somewhere. Back when I was doing the very unprofessional podcast with a friend, unfortunately, uh, the friend's been too busy to do podcast episodes. But I talked about it there and played it last year, and then I found out this came out, which is basically a sequel, adding in more story to the first game, and it just... You could choose between the three um, the three characters on screen. I went with the one way in the far here. Her name is Eri, E-R-I, and she's a phenomenal... Like It was a really, really good story. <laughs> it turns into this whole thing of like... Um, this one girl in the class is like, look, I know you're dating the main character, but he would like you a lot more if you were like this or like this or like this and tried to like make your character more girly or more girlfriend material to them, which at the end of the story, you're just kind of like, um, I like you for you. I don't like you for who you can become. I like you for you. You are girly enough for me. This literally sparked one of my favorite quotes that I have as a save photo and it's just straight up. Women are complicated creatures. <laughs> and there's also another one going, killing someone you love can really mess you up. I understand that. That was another good one too, but... Anyways, stepping away a little bit from the idea of romance and visual novels, back to more racing. This time, though, we're building the cars. LEGO 2K Drive. LEGO Racers meets Forza Horizon the recipe for success this was one of honestly the best racing games i've ever played you get to be <laughs> being true lego let's go exactly this game you could make the biggest monstrosity you wanted to or you could just make a standard car of course the very first expansion this game got was a fast and furious one of course but i want to stream this game eventually for you guys because this game just it's amazing. It Yeah, like I said, I grew up playing a game on the N64 called Lego Racers, which where you build your own car and then you kind of race them around tracks. This is exactly that, but it's free mode. You get to freely run around. You get to make cars. You can make cars in that game? Yes, sure. You actually, basically, you're given the base of the car, and then you can unlock more Lego bricks to build a better car, enhance your car. You can make a boat. You can make a plane. You get to create the vehicles. You can either use a pre-created vehicle or you can literally create your own vehicle. The game, the game gives you free thing, just free free range to build any car you want. And I do believe it is multiplayer as well, which I think is really cool. I want to play that with some friends. But let's take it away from the fast-paced racing, shall we, to something a little more calm and cozy. And what I do for work: Story Seasons: A Wonderful Life, a farming game, a re-release of Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life from 2004, came up with a little more stuff. This is your standard arcade farming game. You farm, you talk to the villagers, you interact with the villagers, you can eventually get married and have a kid, and you get to, you know, choose your your love, your partner. But, I was going to say, there's a milking cow game. Technically, yes, there is. It's Story of Seasons. Story of Seasons, but like, here's the thing. Story of Seasons slash Harvest Moon are just such calm, relaxing games that you like there's no real i don't want to say commitment to it like it is so easy to just lose hours into this game it's one of those super calm games there's just it's one of those games i used to play at night in bed to help me unwind or if i had a real bad stressful day i just 
pop on some story seasons and play it. I work on a farm. I go home from farm. I play farm video games. Hey, don't judge my habits, okay? I, I, I know. I'm stupid. I like farming games. <laughs> it's just who I am, okay? <laughs> next up, though, this next game, I think will actually surprise some people where it is. Because it's number five, so it's still cracked the top five. But I think it's going to surprise a few people where it lands. It's Tears of the Kingdom. Probably because I played Breath of the Wild a month before. No, I didn't hear this thing. Facts. <laughs> Probably because I played this game, like, I played Breath of the Wild a month before, just kind of get myself hyped for Zelda. I then played Tears of the Kingdom for probably four or five days straight, and then for some reason just fell off. I, like... Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Tears of the Kingdom. I still play maybe like 30 to 40 minutes or an hour every, like, a night. But it's just, it's, I just cannot, I don't know. It just doesn't grab me as much as the other Zelda games. I played this and it made me realize how much I love the more linear style Zelda games. That I started playing, like, Tear, um, Twilight Princess again. I'm playing Ocarina of Time on stream, as you guys know. Like, I, the open world Zelda games, like, they perfected it in Breath of the Wild. Did add some stuff and make it a little better here in Tears of the Kingdom, but just honestly, I don't know why. It's just, whenever I play it, I don't have that Zelda feel. Like, even with Breath of the Wild, I would play it and be like, this is a Zelda game. I kid you not, with Tears of the Kingdom, you could literally remove the Legend of Zelda, and it would still be okay. Like, this is not, this doesn't Zelda the way a Zelda game should Zelda, if that makes any sense to anybody. I don't know why, I just... Didn't grab me as much as I thought, and I, I honestly thought this was going to be game of the year for me, but it just, it did not grab me. I don't know why, it just, it hasn't. It did not grab me as much as number four, which is another anime game. It's Sword Art Online, Last Recollection. I've been playing the crap out of this game. This is, so for many people who don't know, not on screen, for those of you who don't know, I recently got a PS5. This is the only game I transferred over from my PS4 to my PS5. This game made the cut. This is It's that good of a game. That is the perfect... But the, sorry, that quote, it doesn't Zelda the way a Zelda game is usually Zelda. That is just... That is the, the quote for Tears of the Kingdom. But Sword Online Last Recollection, basically, you guys are in the final... You're trying to get back out of the, um, the underworld... And you have to try to travel through the dark city. You gotta escort someone. Now, this game, I'm only like 15 hours into the game, and I just I put it on the list so high. It just grabbed me instantly. I also recently started watching the Sword Art Online anime, and that whole oh man, that is a good anime. Like, I you like video games? You like VR MMO? Do you like romance? Voila. So it's just it's it's such a perfect game. I I don't know. Sword Art Online, great games. As I mean, one of the biggest things that helped me blow up my Twitch channel was actually streaming Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, which is funny that my introduction to the Sword Art series was literally the one with guns. But, well, well, yeah, forget that. Anyways, moving on, number three. Number three for me, guys, not a visual novel, but a dungeon crawler. Again, romance game. I seem to like romance. It's Eternal Nights. Eternal Nights, basically you and your buddy try to set up a dating profile, then the apocalypse happens, and you are stuck with, like, six people on a train. 
trying your best to make it to the new world. Like you guys have to actually somehow beat some final boss dude and redo the world in Japan. Your guy loses control of his arm, gets a super robotic arm kind of thing. Zombies, not kind of. Actually, yeah, technically the, the bad guys are zombies. They're all humanoid zombie vampire things. And yeah, the, the weird thing is like, to get like the proper ending for this game, you have to end up in a romance at the end of the game. I went with the girl in the very end here. Her name is Min. Literally, other than... Um, I'm not in frame, sorry. Other than the fact that she... What is the game triggering me? Golden Sun like zombie vampire things. No, it would not trigger you. Um, it's not like a shooter. It's not a shooter. It's just the... It's... I don't know how to put it. It's like it's just a hack and slash dungeon crawler zombie thing. Honestly, what like if I would recommend looking at a video first, because yeah, this game is on PS5, PS4, Switch. I think it's on Switch. Maybe oh, it might not actually be. I think it's only on PS5, PS4, and PC. But also, if you want to play it, I have it on the PS4. Just use my account, download the game, go for it, share. <laughs> but no, at the end, at the very end, there's that little girl. There's a girl there named Min. All of you guys are the same age, by the way. But there's the girl Min. I went with her. She's kind of like an athletic person, but she reminds me so much of my fiance, just the way she is and. There's some funny little things in that game. There's some cute little things. But the ending is just... Oh! The ending... It sucks in a good way. That's... Basically the best way to put it. The ending for this game sucks in a good way. It makes you... It's an emotional roller coaster. Moving on to number two... This was a shadow drop for me. I didn't realize it was a sequel to this game. We've talked about the pre-sequel already earlier. It's Fragment Note Plus 2. Or Fragment Note 2 Plus, whatever you want to call it. So, Fragment Note 1 involves this character right here. Her name is Yukazuki. She tries to fall in love with the main character of the first novel. Doesn't work out very well. Just just doesn't. Falls flat. Whatever. Um, she basically tries to use the main character to rebound. But in this game, he plays a different character. Her name is, his name is Kirochi, and he is involved in a plane crash, which will technically is supposed to take his life away. But through the power of your friends and a lot of weird stuff, you first the first time you play it, you get the normal ending. Um, in the unfortunate normal ending, Kirochi does end up dying. Um, but then you can get the true ending. The true ending, he gets saved. They find someone who's suitable to help him. I ha I want to make a video on the or a cast on this game, so I'm just gonna save all that for later for that episode. But it is such a good read, such a good game. You can actually read this without having to read the first two games because the only person that is a returning character is her, and she references her old friends once or twice a few times. But you can easily still read the story without it actually like not making any sense. You can. Still read it with it making sense. And all that other stuff. So yeah. Moving on to number one. My number one game of the year. Technically. Technically. Was not technically a video game. In definition sense. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed. It is a DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. However... You can get it as a standalone game. You do not actually have to play Chronicles 3 to understand this DLC. <clears throat> not a 
video game. Technically not its own video game. It's a stand it's a DLC, but you can play it without having to understand the events of Chronicles 3. On DLC video games. They're downloadable contents for video games, so yeah, it it, it counts. <laughs> Future Redeemed takes so many pieces from the first game, the second game, the third game, combines them all. You go through it, you just reminisce on everything as you try to save the world again. You get to play as the main characters of Chronicles 1 and Chronicles 2. And you just, there's new cast of characters as well. Uh, some of my favorites are Nicole and Glimmer. You just get so many backstories. There's so much about this game. It is, I want there to be more Xenoblade. And there's probably going to be because Monolith Soft just loves the game. My question is, I guess I'm stupid when it comes to video games. That is, no, it's understandable. Like, I understand you're, you're, I can almost guarantee the only game on this list you probably ever heard of was NHL 24. Sorry, I got something stuck in my thumb. Ow. But yeah, no, this game just, I'm going to make another, like I said, podcast episode about this game, but there's so much about it to talk about. It is such a good game. I recommend recommend it honestly it's on the switch all the xenoblade games are on the switch because that's all they're for um but yeah so there you have it those are my top 10 games for 2023 i want to give out some honorable mentions uh the first honorable mention is a game called cart rider drift which is free on ps4 ps5 xbox and pc i don't know if it's on switch it is a cart racer game it's free to play like i said it does have microtransactions but they have done some pretty good collaborations they've done a collaboration with porsche they've done a collaboration with black pink which is a k-pop group like actually pretty good collaborations it's just it's a fun little online racer and there's offline mode too it's just it's not like a mario kart killer like it does take inspiration from mario kart but it's yeah really good game really decent game next up is forza motorsports have not played enough of the newer one to really justify putting it on the list also, it is not the greatest one out of the list. Honestly, I could even I could have made a disappointing games list and put Motorsport on there. Honestly, it's you know not the best racing game out of the Forza series. They really have kind of gone downhill from that, but it is fine. And the last honorable mention I have is F Zero Ninety Nine, which is that battle royale F Zero racing game. Super freaking awesome. Super fun. I really love it. I play. Well, at least once a week, probably, I do, like, a, a race or two on F-099. It's just, it's a super, super fun game. I think Cher tried playing it once. But, yeah, it's just fun game, a tough game. It, it can actually be pretty tough because there's some people who play it religiously, and I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those people at all. But, anyways, now we get into the fun stuff. We get into my wish list. These are the games that came out last year. I wish I either had the time to play or I could just get into. I just wanted to try them in one way or another. The first one is Lies of P. Which game? F-099. But anyways, the first game is Lies of P. Now the reason why, what kind of turned me off a little bit of Lies of P from not really playing it. Uh, a, I mean not really, I didn't have the time. It's a Souls-like game, so it's kind of like Dark Souls or Elden Ring, and I'm not a huge fan of those style of games, but it looked really cool. Where is that Nintendo game? Uh, F-099 is that retro racing game for the Switch, yes. <clears throat> Sorry. Liza P looks cool, looked fun. Um, 
Like, it, it's, it tells the story of Pinocchio. Like, you play as Pinocchio. And, it, yeah, I just, I didn't get around to playing it. I will eventually. I think it's on the list of games I'll play this year. Yeah, it's on the list of stream games that I want to play this year. Um, that I have written on the wall over here. Not on a piece of paper. Uh, next up, we have Assassin's Creed Mirage. I heard they went back to normal, uh standard formula for assassin's creed uh so the assassin's creeds i believe it was origins odyssey valhalla i feel like there was one other one but there's those three have all been like 100 plus hour rpgs assassin's creed mirage is apparently like a 20 hour game it goes back to the roots of assassin's creed which were all the next couple games are going to be and honestly that just it made me go yes i want that i want that it is just it's i want just an older assassin's creed game i mean not saying that the other ones are bad i really have been enjoying my time with origins i haven't played odyssey yet and i do have it i haven't played valhalla yet either and i have that too but just playing just a smaller game uh next up is fire emblem engage i have the game i haven't gotten to play it yet i really want to um it'll be my first main story fire emblem game because I haven't actually played any Fire Emblem game except for Fire Emblem Heroes on the on the, the phone, sorry. And yeah, otherwise my only iteration or knowledge of Fire Emblem literally comes from Smash Bros. <laughs> I have nothing else when it comes to Fire Emblem. Uh, but I've been told that the Fire Emblem series is probably a series I could easily get into if I really like Nintendo RPGs. And I really do, so... Apparently I was told Fire Emblem is a series to try out and test and see if maybe I really do enjoy them. Which is, you know, I, I understand that. Next up is the game that caused a lot of controversy when it first came out. It's Hogwarts Legacy. I've heard nothing but good game, good things about this game. Um, it was actually the best-selling game of 2023. Uh, selling 22 million copies. Which, by the way, everyone is pretty sure Tears of the Kingdom beat that. But Nintendo doesn't release digital sales. So... Hogwarts Legacy, for the first time, I think in 15 years, the number one selling game was not a Call of Duty or GTA. It was, in fact, Hogwarts Legacy. But. Coming up next. I'm pretty sure we just had a... Yep, sorry. Just looked over at the hockey game theme scores. Coming up next, we have Octopath Traveler 2. So I've been enjoying Octopath Traveler 1. I've been playing through it again. Or not again. I'm trying to play through it, trying to get it done, get it finished, and stuff like that. And I've been really, really enjoying the game. Love it. Um, and also that kind of pre-sequel called... Oh, was it? Conquerors of the Continent or something like that? I'm pretty sure I'm wrong on that. But it's a mobile game. It's a phone game. That's also been really good. Really, really fun. I enjoy that one as well. And I just really want to play Octopath Traveler 2. Um, same with, I think it's called Triangle Strategy. Another game made by the same team. Not in the same story, but same team. And, you know, real, real fun. Real fun. Octopath. Because, you know, it's a cute little uh, RPG style. It's like a, I don't know how to, I don't know. The art style is just so, so beautiful for that game. Uh, next up, Starfield. One to play it. I just haven't. It's a, it's a Bethesda game. A big RPG Bethesda game. So, I mean, can't really go wrong with that. You know, it's supposed to be Space Skyrim. Apparently, it didn't review very well, but hey. What, what can I... Can't really, can't really say anything. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> 
Next up, Sea of Stars. I streamed the demo for this game, and that's as far as I got. I streamed the demo for the game, bought the game, it came out, and I haven't played it yet. But Sea of Stars is apparently really good, like to the point that it won Indie Game of the Year at the Game Awards, so it's top tier, top tier game. Next up, we're getting into games that I have not, or I don't own. Um, there's only two on this list. I, I see there's four, but there's two of them. I'm just kind of like, eh. And the two on this list is, first of all, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I don't have it yet. I want to get it. I heard it's way different from the Mario, uh, new Super Mario Bros. games, which is, I mean, awesome. I love, I love the m new Super Mario Bros. games. I love 2D Mario. Super fun games. But, yeah, no, it's just, really, yeah. I haven't got Wonder yet. I've been told it's really good. Um, I believe Carrick has streamed it a few times. Haven't been to his streams, though, unfortunately, because he streams while I work. So I haven't been able to see any gameplay on it. But it's, yeah, no, it looks like a super fun game. I've heard it's really good. So. And then last is F, FF16. Final Fantasy 16. I want to get into the Final Fantasy games. I've been playing through Final Fantasy 14, which is the MMO, the online MMO game, which will probably last forever. Um, and I recently re-downloaded... Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and also I want to get on the Switch is like the Final Fantasy Complete Bundle, which is Final Fantasy 1 to 6, and play through those. Because, yeah, like, I love Square Enix games and Square Enix, like, JRPGs and stuff, but I just, for some reason, never took the time to get into Final Fantasy. And I feel like that's kind of what Square Enix is known for. So I should probably get into their main franchise of what they're known for and go on from there. Definitely is what I should do more. But, so yeah, there you have it, everybody. You beautiful human beings who came to this very, very tiny short stream that I did today. <laughs> but yes, that was Golden's Games of the Year for 2023 with some wish list games, games I haven't gotten to. Um, so yeah, this podcast sort of thing, I'm going to try my best to see if I can upload it to Spotify. I don't know how to do that, so I'm going to learn um will be up on youtube it'll be up on my youtube channel it'll be up on the tc golden channel but i want to make this i don't know <laughs> goes wild yeah totally um i don't know if i'm gonna do this every week or if i'm gonna do this every two weeks or just once a month kind of thing i will have to figure all that stuff out later um but the next time i do like where it says today's topic game of the year probably just be an entire like hour where i sit and talk about one specific game that's kind of what this golden cast is going to be is going to be probably like episodes where i literally just sit here and talk about one specific game or i do like a ranking list or something like that along those lines because i honestly i have a lot of thoughts and opinions about video games and this is kind of the best way to do it is just sit here live talk with you guys and just bs basically about my my obsession with video games because it's something that was slowly been dying over the years but has gotten better 2023 helped me honestly find and reignite my love for gaming so i hey i've been enjoying it i'm glad to actually enjoy gaming again because yeah there was times where i just never would like there, there used to be a time where the idea of sitting at my desk and playing a video game just didn't appeal to me at all i'd come home from work and literally yeah i'd come home from work and go to bed like i never actually played games so content 
streaming, making YouTube videos, doing podcasts, stuff like this, where I can just BS about gaming and stuff like that, just has helped a lot. And I mean has helped a lot. Um, but yeah, so thank you to everybody who came and hung out, whether you lurked, whether you were in chat talking. You were all amazing.